when you're looking to create a marketing strategy for your business. You want to understand what are we hoping to do, who most needs or wants what it is that we sell, and then how do we craft our content, our storytelling, our marketing to help these people find us, support us, and ultimately trust our business enough to transact with it and or share our story, refer people, tell people about us. love your business? You should, right? Well, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business Coach podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love by providing tips and tactics, tools, insights, inspiration, all the good stuff to help you actually enjoy running your business. In addition to actionable tips and tactics that you'll be able to execute immediately, you'll also hear from creative small business owners around the world who've been able to sidestep the hustle and build a business that merges their passion with their purpose and provides a profit. I'm your host, Fiona Kalaki, founder of My Daily Business Coach. Let's get going. Hey there, welcome to episode 24. I am Fiona Kalaki. I'm the host of this podcast, but I am also a small business owner and a business coach. And today you are listening to a coaching episode. So if you're new to this podcast, just to let you know, there are three types of episodes that you can hear from me. One is short tip episodes. So these are literally five minutes or less, and they give you a quick tool or tip or tactic that can really help you with your small business. Then we have longer coaching episodes like this one today, and then longer interview episodes where I talk with small business owners across the globe. So two episodes come out every single week. We have one tip episode every week and either a coaching episode or an interview, they alternate. So two episodes a week. And if you don't already subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. Okay, on to today's episode. Now, I'm really excited about this one. I know I say that every time, but I guess I get excited easily. But I am really looking forward to this because it's something I'm super passionate about. And really, I'm passionate about it because I see so many small business owners either not understanding what this actually is or not understanding how to implement it in a way that is going to be most impactful for their business goals or the business as a whole, their brand really. And so what am I going to talk about today? I am talking about marketing and even just that term is such a loaded one. It can literally mean so many different things to so many different people depending on your experiences with it. And what I hear a lot from the you know thousands of small business owners I've worked with or I've coached or I've had go through my online courses or eBooks is that they, one, don't really understand it. Two, they have found, I don't know, some specialist sometime told them one thing about it. And so they've gone down that path and now it hasn't worked for them. And so they've sort of got this love-hate relationship with marketing thinking, I know I kind of have to do it, but I also don't understand how to do it. And I also don't understand how to know whether it's working or not. I see a lot of the ad hoc scattergun approach to marketing, people just throwing money at all sorts of different things and then being like, ah, marketing doesn't work for my business. So I really wanted to get clear today on what marketing is, what it isn't, 
and to provide you with a really easy tool that I use all the time in my business for my own business as well as when I'm coaching or teaching that will really help you understand the impact of your marketing and be able to judge your efforts against, you know, is this actually helping my business or are we just sort of adding to the noise that's out there? So I have worked in the marketing field for almost 20 years. So I first started, you know, writing ad copy and looking at ads for, you know, a newspaper while I was at university. Then I moved into an exec assistant role at an ad agency in the UK. Then I worked as an editor on a magazine. Well, one was an editorial magazine. The other two were basically paid for by brands. So there were custom publishing titles And a large part of my role there was basically dealing with advertorial and kind of branded content stuff and and working really closely with the sales manager to make sure that basically all our advertisers were happy. Then I worked in book publishing and the marketing around various books and then eventually moved into online and worked at, you know, huge retailers like Amazon and Audible and Country Road Group here in Australia. But basically what I have seen is that The marketing has changed phenomenally, as in the outlets and the mediums for marketing. So social media didn't exist when I started. And, you know, even websites to a degree, when I first started taking ads for the newspaper that I worked at, (laughs) you know, I'd say to people, do you have a website? Do you have an email address? And they'd be like, oh, I don't need that, love. I've got a fax machine. And there was really this understanding that, or this belief that, oh, you know, who needs a website? And now, I mean, people would just laugh at you for saying that. But Marketing, the channels and the mediums have changed, but the actual principles behind marketing haven't. It's still literally about moving people from a state of awareness, so even understanding that you exist, to a stage of advocacy. So becoming someone who's going to, you know, spruik your brand, word of mouth marketing, tell their friends, all of that kind of stuff. So this coaching episode is actually going to walk you through what this looks like and how you can assess whether or not what you're doing is A, actually marketing, and B, more importantly, if what you're doing is working for you as a business. So let's get stuck into this episode. It is a meaty one. So if you have the opportunity to grab a pen and paper or you can open an app on your phone and take notes, do that. If you're driving or if you're at the gym or somewhere else that you can't actually sit down and take down notes or anything that comes up for you during this, don't worry. You'll find a full transcript over at mydailybusinesscoach.com slash podcast slash 24, as in episode 24. Okay, this has been like super long intro. Let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk about what marketing is and what it isn't first, because I think that's where people can get really confused. And also I should just side note, say that if you hear people screaming in the background, um, (laughs) it's lockdown, there are children playing. Anyway, we should get on with the show. But yeah, let's talk about what marketing is and isn't. So marketing is so many things, but really I think the essence of it, if you just break it all down, it's really about building connection with your audience or your audiences. It's about people who buy from you or follow you or somehow choose to interact with your brand, believing that you get them, that you understand them, that whatever it is you're selling somehow improves their life. Now, you might be thinking, well, you know, Fiona, how does a particular toothpaste improve my life? It could be the price point that suits your lifestyle, or it could be that the toothpaste is vegan or it's plant-based or it's natural or it's a whole host of other things, factors, no doubt, marketed to you in some way, either via the packaging or a TV ad or a magazine ad or just a word of mouth referral from one of your friends. 
And those factors are what's causing you to buy it. Now, if you want to deep dive into this, you can go, I think it is episode four of this podcast where I go into emotional drivers and rational drivers and what those mean and how they can impact your marketing. So you might want to go back to episode four after you've listened to this, but you want to be thinking about you know, how is my marketing actually helping people have a connection to my brand? And I love quotes and you'll know that if you follow me over on Instagram, I'm at, at my daily business coach. And there's a great quote that I like to use in my marketing workshops and courses because I think it it breaks this down even further if you're someone who doesn't have a marketing background and, and the whole marketing thing kind of overwhelms you or just kind of confuses you. And it's from author Milan Kundera and he said, business only has two functions, innovation and marketing. So let me say that again in case you missed it. Business only has two functions, innovation and marketing. So basically you're either creating a product or a service or you're telling people about it and you're guiding them to connect with it, to think that my life is more improved because of this product or service. Now, I've worked at huge multinational companies and I've worked with very small solar operators yet to make their first sale. And you can still use this idea, innovation and marketing, to divide up teams or tasks. So we are either creating or we're talking about what we've created. It's as simple as that. So that's one basic way to consider marketing. And I think it's a good way of breaking it down and taking away the stigma that marketing is some huge, unknown, incomprehensible, overwhelming idea or element of business when it's really, it's just the act of communicating an idea or a concept or a product or a service in a way that people connect with it and choose to have it in their life. So if you've been in business for a while, you might've heard of another concept, which is the no like trust principle. That's the idea that people need to move through three stages when interacting with a brand and that your marketing can help them do that. So the first is no. So I need to have some clue that you exist. So, you know, I just need to know about you. Say for instance, someone recommends the My Daily Business Coach podcast and now you know about it. The second stage is the like. So it's the no like trust principle. So the second is like, and that might be you listen to this podcast and something resonates and you're like, oh, I, you know, I like her attitude. I like the way she breaks things down or whatever else it is. Or maybe you like one of the guests that's on this podcast and you're really like, yep, I need to hear more interviews with people like that. So then you like, you've moved into the like stage. And then the final one is trust. And this is really where sales and loyalty and kind of brand relationships start to strengthen. And that's ultimately where you want to move people to. So, you know, it's not just called the no like, like, like kind of, you know, really like it's no like trust. So at the trust factor, it might be that you listen to this podcast. If we're still going on that example, you listen to this podcast and after a number of episodes, you're like, oh, you know, I really like this. I like the way she teaches. Maybe I should look at signing up to her Sunday email. For example, I send an email every Sunday, or you might be gung ho and you're like, yep, I'm going to sign up to the group coaching program or something else. So there's some level of trust that you've said, I trust you enough to either give you my email address in return for my Sunday email or to go and follow you on social media and start seeing your content or, you know, to give you some money to teach me about how to grow and scale my business. So that is the no like trust principle. And further to that point of the the kind of moving people along that marketing is really about moving people through those stages. And you can do that in so many ways. So 
I, you know, as you might have guessed if you've listened to this podcast for a while, I'm quite a visual person and I like to look at frameworks and I'm always drawing things, concepts and ideas when I'm doing coaching and teaching. And I like to imagine that marketing is a spectrum. And down one end, you have brand and the other end, you have sales. And marketing kind of sits over the top like an umbrella across all of the spectrum. And so in that spectrum, you could have so many things. So you might have media, you could have blogs, you could have podcasts. I mean, this is a marketing vehicle. You could have public relations, sponsorships, partnerships. You could have your visuals, a part of your marketing, rich content. So video, vlogs, media, digital marketing, of course, social media, your website design. People often forget that that is part of marketing, especially if you are an online business. Your website is really your venue. I always say that to people, it's your venue. So you want to make that look as good and as attractive and as functional as you would if you had a physical venue. Things like sales scripts. So, you know, what do people say in store or over the phone or what are you selling and how do you kind of market that on your website or your place of business? Sales funnels, of course, when you're moving people through the funnels, email marketing, print and digital advertising, of course, SEO, so search engine optimization, huge part of marketing, particularly when you're trying to do organic marketing and not necessarily paying for everything. Customer service, oh my God, that is such a huge one that people forget. You know, they can spend all this time and this money driving traffic to your site with, say, Facebook ads or influencer marketing or collaborations or advertising, straight out advertising. And you can do all of that to drive traffic to a site or into a store or a physical space. But then if your customer service is crap, like guess what? People don't convert. And yet sometimes we spend far less time and money and effort on the customer service part, which is actually where the conversion and the brand loyalty is going to happen than we do on, say, other kind of marketing tactics. Another one that could come into the spectrum is figurehead marketing. So if you are the figurehead of your business, so you're kind of personal branding, you're getting onto podcasts, you're getting onto panels, all of that stuff comes under figurehead marketing and there's so much more. But that kind of really brief overview of that spectrum is really to show you that marketing is so much more than just Instagram. Like it is Instagram, great tool, great distribution channel, but and connection point but it is not all of marketing. And a lot of the times I'll work with people who say had an Instagram specialist or one area of marketing come to them and give them a strategy. And I'm using inverted commas there. And yet they've never asked, how does the rest of your marketing work? Show me your full marketing plan. You know, how's Instagram going to talk to the things that you mentioned in your EDM or how's Instagram going to talk to, you know, these events that you're putting on or your podcast or other stuff. So You definitely want to make sure that when you're thinking about marketing, you're really thinking about the whole spectrum, the brand and the sales. And those two things can interlap as well. It's not like brand and sales are exclusively, you know, polar opposites or anything, but you don't want to always be just focusing on sales or just focusing on brand building. Both of those things need to coexist with your marketing. So you could use any or all of those tactical strategies to move people from knowing about you through to trusting your brand enough to transact with it or to refer other people to it. So I think people get confused and think that, you know, marketing is just about selling all the time or putting on promotion after promotion. And that's not what marketing is about. And it's not what it's solely about. Like I said before, marketing is about connecting with people, whether through creating communities or storytelling or content-driven activity. And a key point to make here and another 
mistake, I guess I should I should say that I see a lot with small business owners is that marketing should be supporting your key objectives and goals as a business. It shouldn't be this ad hoc scattergun activity that you do every so often, but rather it should be a strategically plan to some extent, because you'll always have room for reactive content or reactive marketing, but strategically planned element of your business that acts to support whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So for example, you may have a business goal that's about making more money or hopefully more profit, not just more money. And you have certain marketing campaigns that you'll run throughout the year to drive people to purchase along with, say, business as usual marketing that you're doing. You might have really big campaigns and, and a very you know easy one to look at is the retail market and you'll have like end of season sale, you'll have mid-year sale, you'll have boxing day sales. And those sorts of things are examples of where you might have a really big campaign to help, you know, your goal of making more money. Or it could be tests that you're doing to help, you know, even slightly increase how much people spend with you or how often they return to shop with you. And that is all strategic marketing that's done with a purpose. And it's not just marketing or content that's just adding to the noise. And likewise, one of your brand goals or your business goals may be to help build awareness around a particular cause. And so your marketing is helping to raise awareness of that cause and it's leading people to somewhere that they can take action and help, you know, if that's part of the purpose behind your business. And regardless, I guess, of what your goal actually is, you want to make sure that marketing is helping to support you in achieving it. So consider your own marketing for a minute. Like how much of it are you doing purely because you think you need to versus having a clear idea as to why you're marketing. So I see this all the time when I work with people and they say, Fiona, how many times should I post on social media? And it's like, well, why are you posting on social media? Like, what is the objective? Where does this lead back to, you know, is it just sort of daily dose filler inspirational content? Is it trying to get across the values that your business aligns with? Is it trying to direct people to sign up to something, to come to an event, to come into your store? Like why are you actually marketing as opposed to tell me how many times I need to post on Instagram to get more followers? Because it's like, great, you can get more followers, but how does that relate to your overall business goals? So I just want to get that really clear because I think it's just missing so many times when people say, this is our marketing plan. And I'm like, great, how does it apply to your, like, how does it support your business goals? And sometimes I'm just met with this sort of confused face or worse, worse, worse is when they've said, oh, I've spent money with somebody and that person hasn't done their job properly. So hasn't even asked them, what are your goals as a business? You cannot create a marketing strategy without understanding the goals of a business. It just the two need to go hand in hand. So you want to think about like, is your marketing doing this? Is your marketing speaking to the goals that you have? And is it causing a community to form? Is it building connection with your audience? Is it storytelling? Is it taking people on a journey so they understand what you're about and and how your products or services or both help them? Is it a way of supporting your business goals? So these are all questions to get really clear on when you're looking to create a marketing strategy for your business. You want to understand what are we hoping to do? who most needs or wants what it is that we sell, and then how do we craft our content, our storytelling, our marketing to help these people find us, support us, and ultimately trust our business enough to transact with it and or, you know, share our story, refer people, tell people about us. 
So that is a teeny tiny bit about what marketing is. And there are just so many great places to find out more about that. Some books that I'd recommend if this is your kind of jam and, or you want it to become your jam is Seth Godin's What is Marketing? I'd also you know, shout out to my own book, which is out, Passion, Purpose, Profit. And that comes out the 2nd of September, depending on when you're listening to this. It's also available to pre-order if you're listening beforehand, but also anything from Zig Ziglar or Jim Collins. And there's just so many more, but I'll add a bunch of books on this into the show notes and you can definitely find them at mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash podcast forward slash 24. So if you're keen to understand marketing in a lot more detail and you're like, I want to just read a book, I want to like really get stuck into this. I do have an online course that's been going for a few years, Marketing for Your Small Business, and that is available to check out more and invest in over at literally marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com. Really easy URL. So in that, that's like an online self-paced course. It goes really deep into all of the different elements of marketing and makes you really understand what you're doing so that it's not, it's far more strategic and it's not just this ad hoc scattergun. And if you're still thinking about like your goals, if you're way back, if you're like, Fiona, I'm still thinking about what are my goals in my business? And I don't even know what the top three are, or I don't even know how marketing could support them, then you might want to consider joining my group coaching program, which goes really deep into goals as well as marketing and all of the other business elements so that you're really crystal clear on why you're doing what you do with your business, what you most want to achieve with your business, and then steps on how to actually achieve it. Okay. So we've talked about what marketing is, and we've talked about why it's necessary for a small business. And also what it's not, you know, it is not just 24-7 selling, selling, selling and promo and shouting messages at your audience in the hope that they'll buy. But what I wanted to move on to next in this podcast is a framework that I think, well, I know, can help you assess whether or not marketing is actually working for you. So this is a system I use to map my own marketing efforts. And it's one that has helped so many of my clients and students have seriously breakthrough moments in their own businesses. It's helped them stop this scattergun approach to marketing and it's made it something, you know, it's made marketing make sense. It's made it into something that ultimately supports their business goals. So let's dive into that. Now, if you have been on my weekly email, thank you so much, or you've come to a class I've run, or you've done one of my courses, or you've worked with me in one-on-one coaching or group coaching, or basically you've had anything to do with my business, you'll have heard me talk about this framework a lot. And that is because it works. Now, what am I talking about? I am talking about the buyer cycle. So this is basically a journey that anyone and everyone will go on when they transact with a brand, or even if they just interact with your business and they don't actually buy anything at all, they'll still go down part of the journey of the cycle, the buyer cycle. So if you're somewhere that you can take notes, I want you to get out a piece of paper and literally just draw a circle, or you can do this on an iPad or iPhone if you have one of those like fancy tech pen things. And imagine that the circle is a clock. So starting at around the two mark, if you think of the circle as a clock, you're going to make five kind of marks or dashes. You're going to make the first one at roughly the two, then at the four, then at the six, then at the eight, and then at the 10. And these marks represent the five key stages of the buyer cycle, which moves people from a stage of awareness through to one of being an advocate for your business. So the first stage, the mark you made at number two is awareness. So again, if you can write these down, you can just write awareness. The next one at number four, like four on the clock 
is research. So the first one's awareness. The second is research. The third stage is evaluation. The fourth stage is purchase. And the final stage, kind of at the number 10, is post-purchase and advocacy. Now, don't worry if you're driving or elsewhere and you can't actually do this kind of activity where you're writing stuff. You can find this exercise and the show notes for this episode over at mydailybusinesscoach.com slash podcast slash 24. But to return to this cycle that you've drawn or that you're imagining in your head right now, basically it's a circle. It's got five dashes going like clockwise around the circle. So the first stage, let's talk about the different stages. The first stage is awareness. And this is really, it's like the no part of the no like trust. So awareness is I bought your book, Passion, Purpose, Profit, (laughs) there's a plug, and I have told my friend about it. And now she knows that this is is a book for me or that she's going to be interested in it. So now she's gone into the second stage, which is research. So she might be like, oh, can I have a look at your book? What have other people said about it? Is there reviews? Who's this author? I've never heard of her who's my daily business coach, might go and have a look at that. So she moves or he moves, you know, they move into a stage of research. So they've gone from awareness to researching. The third point is evaluation. So they're going to assess, oh, you know, I only buy from my local bookstore and do they have it or do they not? Or my friend told me about this other book. And so there's kind of this evaluation at that point, like why should I buy it? Then after they've gone through that, if they think, you know what, this actually looks good for me, then they're going to go to the purchase stage. And this is where you want to make sure that the purchasing ability for whatever it is that you're selling is as easy and as smooth as possible. So for instance, they might be like, I'm just going to Google this. Oh, I found it online. I can buy it easily. Or I found it in my local small business bookshop, support small business. And then they're going to hopefully purchase it. And then they'll move into the post-purchase stage. And if all is going well, advocacy. And the whole thing starts again. So say they've purchased the book, they really like it, they've signed up to my email or they've downloaded something from the book and now they're telling other people about it. And so they've moved into an advocate. So you've literally moved people around that cycle from awareness to advocacy. And the reason that it's a cycle is that it never stops. I don't think it ever stops. I don't believe in, I think a cycle is a better way than say a funnel because I think that just in terms of visuals, because I think a cycle just continually keeps going. And so it's, okay, how do I, how do I make the people or help the people that buy from me or that work with me become referrers for me? How do I make the experience so great that they're going to tell other people and become an advocate for the brand? So that is a little bit about the buyer cycle. And it's a more fleshed out idea of the, you know, no like trust principle. And for the record, I should say, I didn't come up with this. The idea of the buyer cycle is also called a sales funnel, customer journey, customer path, customer funnel. I mean, so many different names. And it actually dates back to the 1800s. That's the first instance of it being kind of recorded. And it was in a book. I think it was in the late 18, like 1890s or something. And it was known then as the ADA model, which stands for awareness, interest, desire, and action. So whichever way, whatever you want to call it, basically you want to be thinking about that when it comes to your marketing. And you might be thinking, okay, great, I can sort of understand how it works in terms of creating the marketing, but how does this actually help me to know if my marketing is working? Well, good question. You can overlay your marketing activity onto this cycle, or you can look at your marketing and literally mark in or kind of highlight or use different colors in your content plan or your marketing plan 
is this an awareness driving activity? And if so, how do we assess if it's working? One way is to look at the next stage in the cycle. So if it was awareness marketing, then you'd look at research and you'd think, well, how many site visits are we getting or how many new followers on social or how many brand searches are coming up for us in Google or how many inquiries from new customers are happening? These kind of questions that I'm asking, they're all evidence that people are moving into the research stage from the awareness point. So you want to be thinking about, you know, likewise, if you look at the purchase part of the cycle, you can have a look at, say, your product detail page. If you have an online store or even if you sell services, your product detail page might lead to like a contact form. And you could tweak things. You could perhaps add video or more information on where things are made or more information on you or reviews and testimonials and have a look at the conversion rate pre and post this marketing activity, pre and post the tweaking of the product detail page. And you want to be looking at the conversion and thinking, has it increased? And you know, what sort of information do people want to know before they purchase? So again, you are looking at the stage in the cycle and being like, well, how do I move them from evaluation into, you know, purchase or from purchase into becoming an advocate for us? And likewise, you know, in the stage of evaluation, you could be asking people why they're saying no, for example, you know, are you following up after say a consult call if you work in the service industry to understand what wasn't appealing to somebody. So often we can focus on getting the yes, that we forget that there is total gold to be found in the no. You know, are we going back to people and asking why wasn't I successful in that proposal? I remember one of the best things I ever did was when I very first started my business, I was consulting and I put in a pitch to this company had contacted me, this health company, and they'd said, this guy, I somehow had cross paths with him and he had contacted and said, oh, I want you to pitch for this company that I'm working at. We're going to do this huge content strategy piece and we need a strategist to come in. And I pitched and it was one of my first proposals that I ever sent off. So I was sort of just like, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing, no idea how much I'm charging. I was kind of just winging it. Let's just call it what it was. And I didn't get it. It was one of the first ones. And I said to this guy, I mean, I didn't know him well. I think we maybe had worked. He'd maybe come into somewhere I'd worked for like a day to do some consulting or something. Anyway, I said to him, hey, I just really want to know why. Like, you know, I'm just starting out and I'd I'd really like any feedback on the proposal because this is kind of a template that I'm going to use. And he actually was like, you were great. You know, you weren't too expensive. You were competitive. Everything, your experience was brilliant. He's like, the thing that was missing was you didn't have a total cost. You had, this is how much this part is, and this is how much this part is. And this part would depend on how many hours you wanted or how many days or whatever it was at the time. And he said to me, we just had a budget and we needed to spend the budget and yours didn't give us a full, like total figure. And so without knowing the total figure, the other person that was up against you gave us a total figure. So he's like, in future, in your proposal, I would just always make sure that there is a full figure at the end. And I was like, this is great feedback. I would never have got that feedback if I hadn't asked. So definitely be following up to people when they're saying no, because that's really going to help you then with your marketing in the, in the evaluation stage. So the buyer cycle really acts to help you be more strategic when it comes to your marketing and to assess how well your marketing is actually working. So it's just one tool that you could choose to look at and utilize when it comes to marketing. So that is it for today's coaching episode. Obviously, marketing is such a huge topic and it's something that takes a lot longer than, you know, one podcast episode to dive into deeply. 
As I said before, if you're keen to understand more on this, then definitely check out my online course, marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com, which is self-paced. It's online. It gives you a lot of insights as to, you know, what is marketing? How does it work today? How to map out your own marketing plan? Or if you want guidance and a support system around you, like I said before as well, that looks at not only your marketing, but your brand and your whole business journey, then definitely check out my group coaching program, which runs for 12 months. And we work as a small group, just 10 small business owners meeting regularly to grow and scale our businesses. So like I said before, you can find marketing course at marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com and you can find all the information about group coaching and apply. Hopefully I'll see some of you at mydailybusinesscoach.com forward slash group hyphen coaching. As always, the full transcript and links for this episode can be found at mydailybusinesscoach forward slash podcast forward slash 24 as this is episode 24. I hope you found this useful. If you did, I would love, love, love if you can leave a review on iTunes and share this episode with a small business friend. Everybody knows that small business owners going through coronavirus and 2020 need all the help that they can get. Otherwise, take care and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Coach podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can do that at mydailybusinesscoach.com or hit me up on Instagram at mydailybusinesscoach.com.